Welcome to the Salty and Bright podcast, a show about how we can better live as God's salt and light today. Today, I'm glad to welcome Jenny Ansell to the podcast. Jenny was born in 1960 as the daughter of two non-Christian parents. After her family was invited to a neighbourhood Bible study, Jenny started attending the Church of Christ in Wynnum, Brisbane. At age 13, Jenny decided to be baptised and has remained a faithful follower of Christ ever since. Jenny and her husband Marvin currently live in Coffs Harbour in New South Wales, where they worship and serve at the Coffs Coast Church of Christ. Whenever Jenny's not working part-time as a mental health social worker, you'll either find her reaching out to the local migrant community or singing in her gospel a cappella choir. Jenny, before we launch into the questions about our theme of evangelism, could you tell us a bit about your own story of how you came to know Christ and the church? Well, my story uh, starts really with my family's story, who came to Christ during a period of real difficulty. My mum developed leukaemia in her early 40s, and they were living in a little country town of Boona, which is in southwest Queensland. And my father, who was a bank clerk, had to apply for a transfer to get a job in Brisbane so that mum could get cancer treatment. And this was in the early 60s when the treatment for leukaemia was was not that advanced. But as they moved to Brisbane, they just happened to move on to a street uh, where there were several of the neighbours having a Bible uh, study. And... um, over the, the months uh, through the friendship of the neighbours, mum and dad and my sister um, were invited to this neighbourhood Bible study. And I think mum, you know, she really sensed her need of the gospel. She became a Christian first and then my sister and then later my father. But what was really meaningful to me was that they just happened to move onto a particular street for them to hear the gospel. And the church was really in an infancy state there in the 60s, but it was really through the love of the people that helped our family cope uh, when mum eventually did did die. Uh, I was the youngest child of six at the time. Um, I enjoyed the benefit of growing up in a congregation that taught me to know God and to really experience the love of the church. So I was about 13 when I knew I wanted to become a Christian, but I hesitated doing anything for some reason. But later that year, uh, I attended a a church camp at Mount Tambourine. Uh, This is in Queensland. And the speaker for the camp that year was uh, a missionary, Joe Cannon. And he'd been a missionary in Japan for about 27 years. And then he was now at that time working in Papua New Guinea. Joe was a man that was just totally passionate about the message of Jesus. What I'll always cherish about his um, continued interest in in me, even though he didn't know me, he (laughs) would send me uh, postcards from New Guinea of exotic, you know, flowers, flowers. he even sent me sometimes feathers and envelopes of, of these beautiful, you know, birds of paradise. Um, but he was just genuinely interested in my uh, salvation and my walk with Christ. So, 
you know, I, I came to know Christ really through the conviction of the word, but also living with a group of Christians that loved me and showed me uh, by their love of what it was like to be uh, a Christian. So that's really how I came to know Christ. Just from that snippet, Jenny, I can see that evangelism is really woven throughout your story. So maybe the first question I'll ask you is, what did your neighbours do in a very practical sense to reach out to you and your family with the gospel? What did their evangelism look like and did it strike you as being quite different? I think it was a combination of those things. Back in the 60s, neighbours used to really know each other. They would share things and the kids on the other side of the street would play with, you know, the kids on the other side of the street. And there was this friendship and a bit more of a dependence on each other. Having said that, the family um, that asked our family was also a part of a family that had asked them. So there was actually a few families on that street and they studied as a group together with a a preacher by the name of Colin Smith and his wife, Elvira. Uh, So it was the family getting into the word of God and I think the families would share their faith with each other and they would grow as they read the word together. You know, this is uh, 60 years on I know some of those families are still faithful, still faithful Christians from those neighbourhood Bible studies. So the Word of God is very, very powerful, but it was through the love and particularly when mum died, so many people reached out to us. So following up on that, Jenny, in your many years as a Christian since then, I'm guessing that your understanding of evangelism has evolved or maybe grown. So can you share more about what you understand evangelism to mean? In really precise terms, I think evangelism is sharing the gospel with a person so that they might be saved. There are many ways to evangelize, but I think at the end of the day, a person needs to hear the gospel of Jesus and and respond to it with like a willing heart. So I I do think engaging with God's word is critical in people knowing and obeying the message of Jesus. But, uh, you know, having said that, Jesus, um, he reached out to people's hearts in many ways. Um, I always think about him teaching stories to the crowds, you know, stories that they could relate to about God. He served them. He met many of their needs and, you know, he loved them. So I feel like it's uh, evangelism is really a combination of things. It's, it's teaching a person the message of Christ, but it's also getting to know people, building friendships with them, and then serving them. And it's, I feel like it's a very intentional activity and also a very disciplined activity because it's then you regard people as high priorities in your life as, as you endeavour to, you know, teach and love and serve them. There's so much in there we could unpack, Jenny, but I did want to pick up on your point about how there's maybe a progression in reaching out to people with the gospel, you know, because you mentioned that there's 
the elements of teaching and friendship and service, but is there kind of a step-by-step way that we should be talking to people about Christ? Yeah, I I think that obviously um, a person hears much better when you've engaged and have a relationship with that person. You know, you have to earn the right to be heard these days. Uh, so if people see your genuine interest in them and they perhaps notice something that's different about you, maybe they might hear your worldview about something that, you know, just sparks their curiosity. So I think that um, obviously, you know, developing the relationship first so that people might want to, you know, hear what you have to say uh, is really important. But I I guess too, the point um, that I think is really important is that evangelism is is not just, you know, being nice to people. At the end of the day, it's about people critically reflecting on God's word and responding to it. So it is definitely a combination of things. And I think it is obviously developing the relationship first so that they can see how you serve them, see how you, you know, you live your life. Jenny, I might just shift direction in our conversation a bit to ask you why you think evangelism is so central to our faith as Christians. I think you can't go past thinking about the amazing love of God. There's really no alternative but to share that message. You know, the early early Christians felt that they had to share it. The, even the Apostle Paul said, you know, I must preach the gospel. Woe unto me if I, if I don't preach it. God's love, uh, his message is for every person. The whole message really of the church is to, to share the good news. But, you know, we've got to see evangelism as a bit of a process. There's a lot, a lot of tasks to do. You know, it's, it's like preparing the soil. And that could be, you know, getting to know someone, inviting them over, you know, having some, some time serving them in some way. So it's, it's a lot of actions. Um, and then I think prayer has a big role as well, praying for that person, praying for a harvest, um, and also even just praying for boldness to be able to seek out other people and, and speak about Jesus. It's, there's always often the right time to do that. So it's finding and asking God to show you that time. I am involved in a prayer group that meets once a week and we just pray about people's needs that we're involved with. We pray for their hearts and we also pray for ourselves so that we can be like Christ to other people. These people that I pray with, they give me a lot of strength and encouragement And so I know some of their um, evangelistic plans that they have, the people that they're working with. So, you know, sometimes during the week I I might ring them and say, look, this has happened. Can you keep me in your prayers? And they always do. So it's, it's a good thing to be regularly engaged in prayer, but to have some brothers and sisters that are willing to support you in your work. So just then, Jenny, you mentioned how evangelism in a lot of ways can be quite 
a difficult task or at least a long process to go through. So could you speak a bit more about why you think some of us Christians might look at evangelism and hesitate or just run away from it? Yeah, well, I think I think it's been difficult in every generation. You know, there was a price that people paid both in the early churches, in the early church, and people have faced a lot of persecution. But I think that uh, especially, you know, in today's like postmodern world, you know, we face, you know, the pressure of having to be tolerant of whatever people perceive the truth to be. It's often seen as a very relative concept. You know, the gospel can be different depending, you know, on which ever church you attend as well. In today's world, especially, there's not a tolerance um, of seeing Christ as the only means of salvation. So, you know, we have to reveal Christ to be, you know, the only way, as as the scriptures teach, uh, especially I think in Acts 4.12, it talks about, you know, Christ being the only means of salvation. One of the things I think that we have to do is develop the relationship with the person. It's vital for them to see, you know, our authenticity, you know, sharing our life with them. Again, letting them see how, you know, you handle life situations, your own vulnerabilities, and just how you reflect the message of Jesus. And I think once you've developed a measure of trust and friendship, then you have a real opportunity to share your faith and open the scriptures with them. Just following on from your point, Jenny, in terms of persecution and intolerance in our society today, have you come across that in your own workplace or your own general community? And if so, how have you kind of sought to overcome or navigate those more challenging aspects of today's culture? Well, yes, I think you face it in every um, angle. You see it on Facebook. You hear people make throwaway comments at work, wherever you are in in conversations at the restaurant with, with people that, you know, are not of that belief. I think it's saying things in an opportune way that, you know, helps a person to think. My my particular style is not to be too confronting, uh, but you know at the same time, I think you also have to be bold and courageous, and at times have be willing to say what no one else is willing to say. You know to stand up for the truth, and also I think you have to be prepared not to be liked at times if people are not appreciative of that. So it's uh, a bit of a, a dance between saying something that people can hear, which may be asking a question, and also being able to say, well, for this reason, I, I don't believe that there are many gods. I believe there's only one God. And I think the only way to God is through Christ and through Jesus. So again, it's also having that moral courage to be very bold and say what you think. So Jenny, given that you've been a Christian for quite a while now and have been really evangelistic throughout your life, do you have any tips or practical principles you find especially helpful in sharing the gospel with others? In regard to practices, 
I remember Kent Hartman, uh, who was a missionary to Australia, he once said to me, um, you know, Jenny, tell people your story of how you came to Christ. And I think people do love hearing stories about what they, you know, they can relate to. I think the other thing I really like doing is getting into one of the Gospels to teach people about the life of Jesus. You know, there's nothing like the Word of God to convict hearts. I think if you, you know, you study a Gospel, you're you're not only looking at the the history there, you're looking at the, the different characters in the story. But also just really the, the incredibly wise teachings of Jesus and, you know, the unfolding drama of his life. During the COVID lockdown, I was actually able to uh, do a Zoom class with a group of girls, all teenage girls, and they were all from different countries, but they were refugees under the, the UN uh, program. And um, it was really great because they really had an a real curiosity in the life of Christ, but also that they were able to really relate some of their struggles that they were having, just um, struggles in their homework and their assignments, but also, um, you know, conflicts that they were having with school friends. So we're actually, as we were going along, we're able to pray about those, but we could also address them through studying the book of Luke, it was in this case, and just um, things like the imperativeness, you know, of forgiving people and um, in relation to sort of their anxieties and worries that they had a Heavenly Father that just really wanted to give good gifts to them, uh, for example, in Luke 18. So I, I feel like let the Word convict people's hearts. I also just think too that we're just given the responsibility of sowing the seed. You know, we don't know how long it's going to take to germinate. It could be quick, it could be really slow, but we just have to keep sowing the seed. I think about one of the things we have done in Coffs Harbour is we've had a kids club for about 12, 12 or 13 years. It's twice a month and where we just cook, cook dinner for them we teach them a Bible lesson, we sing songs, and we play games. And really, it's it's hard to know the outcome for all these kids that have gone through over the years. Some have become Christians, but you know, many, after they grow up a bit, they move on or they, they move into state. So we don't know the outcome of the seed that we have planted. But it's good to remember that we've invested in their lives by sowing the seed and we don't know how the gospel, you know, will germinate in their lives. So keep on sowing the seed. Um, never give up on praying for people that you're working with and just try to, to be a good influence and and pray for them continually. I realise I haven't really asked you about all your work with refugees, Jenny, which is such a big part of your ministry up in Coffs. So could you speak more about what your experience has been reaching out to refugees and migrants with the gospel? So our first experience with uh, some refugees was when we had a standout in the middle of Coffs Harbour and we were having conversations with people and giving, you know, brochures out. And we got talking with um, a lady that had 
quite a lot of children and we began to uh, you know get involved I went to visit her and encouraged them to think about the children to come to Sunday school and so we offered to to pick them up and essentially it just happened that you know they knew we asked I asked a few weeks later do you know of any other children that would like to come and you know there were kids um, these were from um, the Democratic Republic of the Congo they just uh, themselves are children would develop friendships and bring them along so once they started coming to Sunday school then we uh, also asked them if they'd like to come to kids club we engaged with the families um, you know sometimes uh, it was you know effectual other times it wasn't we had many families that would come to church and they you know, obviously had lots of needs, sometimes financial, sometimes uh, they needed food, uh, meals, sometimes they just needed people to visit with them or come alongside with them to the bank or take them to Centrelink and just um, help them, especially with the language difficulties. So uh, sometimes you feel like, you spend a lot of time with them and then they suddenly leave uh, for some reason, they move on and, you know, it's it's a bit disappointing. But uh, all the time you are, you know, working with them, the, the gospel is getting out to them. So it's little by little and, uh, you know, you do what you can. I think maybe the last question I wanted to ask you, Jenny, is about advice. And you've already shared quite a few insights with us, but would you have any more advice, especially for younger Christians who are either wanting to evangelize more often or with greater courage? I think ask God to help you get out of your comfort zone. And I I guess this is really essentially a a prayer for more courage. Courage uh, involves taking more risks. Um, It's also sacrificing it's also just persevering. Whenever I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, I often like to remember a phrase from a missionary, um, Elizabeth Elliot, that worked in Ecuador. Her phrase was, do the next thing. And it's, it's basically what she means is to have the determination just to keep going because who knows how God will use your reaching out to someone Sometimes we can be tempted not to persist with a friendship because it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. But, um, you know, maybe it's just that time that you you really need to just go one more step. And, um, yeah, sometimes I've experienced that and I thought, oh, this is not going anywhere. And then, you know, I just get a, a phone call from them wanting to engage with me about how things are going, you know, in my faith. So have more courage. Also, I think that if a person can spend more time with someone who they perceive to be really quite evangelistic, ask them if you could join a study, you know, that they're having and maybe even ask them, you know, how they go about being evangelistic. It's also just realizing that, you know, Christ uses us to accomplish his mission. It's it's not through any skill that we have. He could use our skill, but it's really through his power working through us that we can reach other people. 
So that wraps up our conversation about our theme of evangelism, Jenny. But I do have five more much simpler questions to ask you in a kind of rapid round. So the first rapid question, Jenny, is what is your favorite Bible verse and why? My favorite Bible verse is where actually Jesus says that um, if you being evil fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more is your heavenly father willing to do for you? I don't think we can underestimate the love of God when we have loving parents who are willing to do anything for us, how much more our Heavenly Father is willing to do for us. That's my favourite. So the second question I have for you, Jenny, is who is your Bible hero and why? I would say that one of them is Barnabas because he was just such an encourager. He brought people together. He offered to help out on the missionary journeys you know, I think that, that we need a lot of people like that who just say, okay, well, I'll go and do that. They don't need limelight or don't need any kind of acclamation about it. You know, they just, just go and do it. The third rapid question is, when or where do you feel closest to God? I think I feel closest to God in prayer and also when I'm with animals because <laughs> I, I love I love all animals and I see their loving response to people and I think that, yeah, so the environment and God's world that he's provided us. Next question, Jenny, is what is an ordinary moment that fills you with gratitude? I think it's having dinner with Marvin and being able to talk about the day and praying together and just having someone that, you know, loves me and wants the best for me, but sharing time with them at the end of the day. I feel very grateful for that. And the last rapid question, Jenny, is what is one lesson you think God is still trying to teach you? Well, I think God is still trying to teach me to totally trust in him. Sometimes I think, you know, there are new things in in my life that you know, I have to get my head around and just have to have a trust that everything's going to work out. I think I have a lot more trust as I've grown older, but yeah, there's, there's always a few unknowns and, and just to think, okay, I'll leave it in his hands. Um, it'll be okay. You know, Jenny, it's really reassuring for me to hear that someone like you, who's been walking with God for so long, still struggles with that at times, because I definitely do as well. But I think that's a good place to end our conversation. So thank you so much, Jenny, for making time to chat and for encouraging us by sharing all your thoughts about evangelism. It is. I'm a, I've only done it for you, Faith. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm not someone who likes to be out in public too much, you know, so that's a... So it was a bit hard, but I thought, oh, no, you know, you're doing this good work. So anyway, I hope you can make something of it. Even though Jenny was slightly nervous about being interviewed, I, for one, was encouraged to hear more about her own story and her heart for evangelism. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. 
You can send any feedback to saltyandbrightpod at gmail.com and make sure to look out for the next episode of our evangelism series coming soon. But until then, stay salty and bright.